Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Forging Life Podcast. I am the host, Trey Ryder, and the Forging Life Podcast is about hardships, parenting, entrepreneurship, and the struggles that we deal with every single day. We will have many interviews with special guests, and you can actually see some of these interviews on YouTube, and you can even join the discussion by heading over to Facebook and typing up Forging Life Podcast and join our page. You guys, thank you so much for coming in, and I hope you enjoy season number two of the Forging Life Podcast. All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Forging Life Podcast. I am your host, Trey Ryder, and today, as always, I have an amazing guest with me, and I say that because just reading over the information as well as our previous talks. Uh, Jennifer Hobbs, she's actually an author of a book. It's called Calmed. And um, I wrote it down and I completely missed it because I changed my screen. So now I can't even see it. So Calmed, Life After Trauma. Is that correct? Growth. Growth Growth After after Trauma. trauma. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to actually speak about that. Uh, So not only is she an author, and this book is like, I need to go pick this up as well. but she's a mother, she's a wife, and not just any wife. And I say this because some people have a problem with this word. I'm sorry I'm taking a long uh, introduction with Jennifer here, but a dependent or a spouse. or But she is a, um, a spouse of a combat veteran. And I say a dependent because it's not the spouses depending on that service member it's both ways like literally the service members really depend on those that are there on the home front so i hope people and jennifer i hope you don't get wrapped up in in those words as well because i i really fully support that that word dependent because i would love to be a dependent of my wife and i try to be that dependent every day so that being said welcome jennifer Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm actually really glad that you pointed that out. Um, You know, I have a unique situation where I am a veteran and I am the wife of a veteran, but whether I was a veteran or whether I am not, I'm glad you pointed out that fact of, you know, that term dependent because uh, I feel like our hidden heroes at home, you know, the family and the friends right down to your employers. Those are those hidden heroes that um, I feel like, uh, you know, I want to work toward acknowledging and hearing their stories and, and, and making them feel as though like we are here to support you. We know that you are those hidden heroes that have made us the strong entities that we are. And so bless you for that. Oh, I can't hear you. Thank you so much. I, that's why I pointed that out before we even kicked off. So um, that being said, I, w- I first want to say thank you for your service, because it's very important that anytime I get a veteran here, I want to make sure that I, it's a unique situation because we didn't have to go through the things that people in Vietnam came back home mm-hmm. to. And that can easily be forgotten or for granted. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, even veterans, I come across a lot of times, they don't want to be thanked or anything else, or it's hard to accept that. But we have to accept the reality that 
life isn't what it used to be, but at the same time, what it used to be is what's creating those memories and bringing us to where we are today. And I hope that makes sense. It does in it my does. mind. <laughs> makes sense um, in my mind. And, you know, this being a, a veteran podcast and those are sitting here live. I think we have like two or three more days. So if you're, if you're catching this live, you can actually go vote for this podcast as one of the uh, veteran podcasts out there. So we're, we're in the uh, categories of um, the military for Army. We're in the overall category. And I think there's one other category, and I'm kind of missing it. I think it was uh, education. And that being said, is because people come on here to be educated about life, about forging their own life. So I will actually drop the comment or drop the link. So if you guys are hanging out with us, make sure that you go over to it and literally vote for the podcast because we only have a few days left, I believe, to get those votes in. So let's jump over to, to a little bit about you. You said that you were a service member. Your husband was a service member. Can you really kind of uh, break some of that down for us? Did you meet him uh, yeah. in the service or was it out of the service? How did all that happen? Sure. Um, I will give you a brief glimpse into it, which is also in uh, my book, Calmed Growth After Trauma, because it is a dual memoir. Uh, from all the way back to joining the military, to basic training, to deployment, to the trauma of deployment and the aftermath of deployment. So it tells you in there more in detail that um, I did not meet my husband uh, until 2004 when I was deployed. So I had already been in the military for three years. I enlisted into the military uh, in February of 2001 at 17 years old, and um, I did the Army National Guard option of doing split op training where I did basic training the summer before my senior year and AIT the summer before my uh, first year of college. And so it wasn't until we were deployed, um, we were called on Veterans Day of 2003. They're so classy with their dates. <laughs> they called us on Veterans Day of 2003 to let us know that we would be deployed um, and then we reported to the unit on December 7th, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor for the first day of our 15 month deployment. And it was within that first month that I recognized my husband. And by recognized, I mean, I remembered seeing him three years ago at the very beginning of my time in the military uh, where he was the crazy red headed guy that stepped on the bus at 7 a.m. and was like to the army national guard bus you know and this is my first drill and he was just like i'm driving the bus today you're welcome for the complimentary tunes and he like takes this audio cassette tape and turn puts it into the cd deck or tape deck and it's just like pretty much headbangers ball at 7 a.m. And I'm 17 and I'm probably more like, you know, into like rap and stuff like that. And I was like, what is this? What I do? Can I take it back? Can I take it back? What am I getting myself into? So it wasn't until three days, three years later when I seen him and I was like, oh my gosh, that's that crazy ginger. 
And uh, so that's how I met him. I met him on the deployment and um, his personality, which radiate anyone that you talk to him as far as his positivity and what it radiates. He's just kind of known for his happiness and sarcasm um, and uh, just finding the bright side and everything. And so we met on the deployment. And after the deployment, again, uh, it goes more into detail in the book, but as we struggled with things after the deployment, uh, he was also hit by a roadside bomb where the truck landed on his face, knocked out all his teeth, crushed his upper jaw, like to where he had to have it rebuilt from the bone in the back of his hip. Like, and one of my friends had died in that truck. Um, so the years bring lots of trauma and we broke up both dealing with our own issues. And then, uh, and again, the years bring growth. And from that growth, we ended up reuniting. And, um, so it's a story of all that, uh, growth that comes from trauma, not just for Ryan and I, but really, um, my whole unit, the people that I still stay in contact with, and then the new relationships with veterans and the families of veterans that I've gotten to talk to, that really has brought a lot of growth for myself, but as well as other people who um, are a part of those conversations or that have read the book and, you know, felt like it, they could connect to it some way or, you know, it helped them to better understand a perspective they didn't know about. And so it's, it's doing exactly what I wanted it to do. It's enlightening people and, and opening our ears a little bit more, you know, I think that's really important when it comes to uh, helping other people is uh, listening and just listening some more, not trying to be the problem solvers that we typically like to be, um, but just kind of listening and giving feedback to help someone else make their way to their decision and not us necessarily telling them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you can really solve more problems by listening than you can talking. So oh, yeah. <laughs> After 12 years in teaching, I can definitely attest to that. But even outside of teaching, I can attest to that. So, I mean, this is pretty insane. You definitely link with me because I was over uh, in Iraq. I don't know exactly where you were uh, back in 03 to 04. And we were actually in Fallujah. It, that's kind of where we we're based out of. So um, for those that are listening, you said the uh, Army National Guard, correct? Yes. And um, when you went, where did you go? Like, <laughs> as in like, when you went to uh, I know, I deployment, know. where were you at? Well, we are a transportation unit. So first we sat in Kuwait for a month waiting for our trucks to travel over by barge. And once they got there, we convoyed to Iraq. And I was at log base sites just next to Camp Liberty, Camp Victory. I'm pretty sure they changed the name twice. About 1,500 meters from Abu Ghraib, right between Abu Ghraib and the Baghdad International Airport. Fallujah was like nine miles from us. My husband got trapped under a truck right outside of Fallujah. It was nighttime, about nine o'clock at night, hit by a roadside bomb. A friend of mine died instantly from the blast. And uh, 
So our routes that we took around Iraq, we were gun security for the convoys that had civilian drivers that carried the mail for all the posts. We were the gun security that spaced ourselves out to provide protection. And so we went to Balad, Babylon, um, Baghdad, Taji, Al-Assad. We were all over the place there. And so passing by Fallujah was very often. Um, and then we ended up moving to night missions, hoping that that might make things safer. But I wasn't too far from you. As a matter of fact, in the book, I talk about how that night uh, that he was hit by roadside bomb, I happened to be standing outside with some battle buddies when we heard that blast that far away. And, you know, you when, once you've been there so long, I'm sure you can attest to this, you're able to decipher like, oh, that was a rocket. Oh, that was an IED. Oh, that was small arms fire. Oh, that was this far away. And so at the time it was like, wow, that was that was strong. That was loud, but that was pretty far away. And then it wasn't until 30 minutes later, I happened to be by the talk, the tactical operations center when they got the medevac. And it wasn't until I reflected later, maybe even writing the book, I know reflected later that I realized that was the bomb we heard. That was the bomb we heard when we were standing outside. So it's weird how it was all connected like that. And those are definitely some intense moments. And one of the things I sit here and I think about as you were talking about awareness, awareness as to what type, how far, you know, the sound distinguishes. And I want to relate this to life. And a lot of times in the military aspect, we're constantly trying to be aware, but we're trying to be aware for, you know, our personal safety and when basically coming back, all the stuff that we're constantly dealing with day in, day out. And really, it becomes hard to just shut that off because it's a habit and it becomes a daily life, you know, and kind of transferring this into a personal life, right? People that stumble through life, that don't have a path, that or are always saying, why me, instead of why not me, it, it comes down to a lot of lack of awareness, right? Uh, not paying attention to your finances, that's because you're not being aware, that's why you're broke. You know, a lot of times, okay, yes, there are some, you know, different circumstances, uh, maybe in the environments that you currently live, well, you know, I won't use just finances. So I'm not just saying, hey, it's, it's all your fault. Okay. But the thing is, it, it comes down to awareness first and foremost. Okay. What do I got to do to get out of this situation? And that is the same thing as a military personnel. What do I got to do? It's the forward thinking and then backwards planning. So I loved what you said. And I'm sorry I'm spinning this in a different direction, but it's okay. important. Like I, I told you beforehand, this is about hopefully giving somebody some knowledge to really just elevate their life. And this is a key area. That's why we have the forging life intention setters. It's about being intentional every single day. Okay. Being aware, picking up this awareness. Why do I feel these emotions? Why do I feel this? Why am I doing this? Why can't I uh, get ahead in life? And, you know, asking those questions is we got to switch that why I can't to I can, but what do I got to do to achieve it? 
Um, getting back to you, and I love the fact of this book. Um, can I ask, and by writing this book, what was the end goal, first and foremost, for a reader? Like, you, everybody has a book. We talked about this offline. They can get out there and go write your own book right now. So if you're listening, you have a book inside of you. It's a matter of taking those steps and understand what to write down. But um, it comes into anything I do, I want to do it for a purpose. If I'm listening to a podcast, what do I want to get out of it? If I'm reading a book, what do I want to get out of it? If it's just purely entertainment, if it's just information, that's perfectly fine as well. But um, did you think about that as you were writing it or you just wanted to get this out because people are going through it similarly? Hopefully you can answer that. I can. I can. Um, before I answer it, I do want to say one thing that kind of makes me chuckle as it has been published and has come to the forefront and um, is a, already a bestseller on Amazon and, you know, being able to share that happiness with my family and one of my brothers, Scott, he said to me, so what, what, you know, just kind of asking me about how many books I had sold. And he said to me, um, what was your goal? <clears throat> and I was like, hmm. <laughs> and he was like, what, what was your goal? How many did you want to sell? And I said, my goal was to write a book. I <laughs> like to put my story onto paper. Honestly, I never, had and people's brains might think like that it might think like oh you know I want to be able to do this this and this but my goal was to take my story that I started 16 years ago and finally put it down on paper and um so back so that was my goal but back to your question as far as my goal for the readers did I think about that while I wrote it absolutely but I must say I had help from my book coach who is now my publisher with burning soul press uh her name is lauren eckhart and she really helped me to stay focused on that and as i wrote she said you know just make sure you're focusing on the theme for each chapter you know you're talking about this uh, this moment in time, what do you want people to get from it? What do you want them to know, to learn? And I had to break it down individually like that for the whole thing and to see it come to life and to see like the feedback I've gotten from people. Cause inevitably what I wanted to give people in addition to enlightenment is hope, hope that like you're not the only one that's experiencing this and people experience other things similar. Um, and earlier you were talking about, um, you know, people not knowing why they respond to certain things. You know, I also want people to understand that uh, with that enlightenment, I want to talk about, I want to mention a term I read in a fantastic book last year called Struggle Well, Thriving in the Aftermath of Trauma by Ken Falk and Josh Goldberg, where they speak on warrior reflexes and how in a combat zone, you are trained on those warrior reflexes, being jumpy, you know, scanning the, you know, just always being on point, not being complacent, 
being very aware of your surroundings. And so as we come back from a combat zone, those warrior reflexes may come off to people or be seen as PTSD. And I find that pretty interesting. I understand it. I understand how that correlates to being PTSD because now you're in a different a different setting. You have those warrior reflexes that you can't get away from, but now it's about training yourself on the reflexes or the things that you need for this type of civilian life. So when it comes to like finances, you said, we've been so busy just being trained on these warrior reflexes to survive through the day. It wasn't about, you know, how much what do I got to plan for meals for the next week? Like now you have to retrain yourself on so many different things. And so again, might come off to people as PTSD, you know, like they don't have the skills to sit there and meal plan. They just blow their money on this, this, and this. And, and that's where I really hope that we enlighten ourselves and, and become aware of why are people doing that? Why am I doing that? What do I need to do to change that? Absolutely. And I just want to jump over to the, the chat Facebook. Uh, Diane joined us and she was asking what the name of the book was. And I went and actually added the link in there for everybody that is currently in Facebook hanging out with us. So the, the name of the book is Calmed Growth After Trauma. So just in case maybe you're listening and you're like, okay, what was that book name again? And so you can actually click on the link inside the group chat right now if you want to go check it out. And yeah. those that are actually listening to this in the podcast, this will also be inside the show notes. So make sure you go into the show notes after you're done listening, click on the link, make sure you're supporting Jennifer Hobbs, uh, as well as uh, learning something about this, you know, another uh, service member going through uh I don't want to say hardships, but challenges in life and some of the things we had to deal with and then bringing this stuff home. So uh, as well as your husband. So I want to actually bring that back up because that's a, a big, big thing in the moment. So uh, as you knew him there, you weren't actually married or anything else at the time. So you just kind of became friends. Were your friends beforehand? Did this happen afterwards? Uh, we kind of became um, an item um, in January, so about a month into the deployment. And by item, I mean, like, it's real hush-hush. You keep it on the down low. We're the same rank, but it's still frowned upon, you know, and um, so that was kind of how that worked. And so, you know, being able to talk to him when I could in, in Fort McCoy, you know, when we get done with training, we played, we all played cards and things of that sort. And I racked and get to see him as often, but would make a beeline through his barracks and really tick off all the dudes playing Halo, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we, we dated the whole time until um, October 6th. October 6th is his alive day. It is also what my friends and I refer to as Kavi Day because our friend Jessica Kavi died uh, instantly in that roadside bomb. And uh, so on that day, we 
we celebrate Ryan's alive day. We celebrate my platoon sergeant, his alive day, because he was in the truck as well. And we celebrate uh, the life that Jessica Covey um, lived and shared with us. Our, our unit lost five people that year. And that is the reason for the five boots on the front. Actually, the, the reason why I got that idea and this means so much to me. So I want to share it with you. This book cover has come a long, long way. I started with a different idea. We tried some different ideas. And then I remembered something that I'm so glad I remembered. As I was writing through my book, I was uh, referring to after the fourth person in our unit that uh, lost their life and we went to their memorial service and they played the same song that they played for all four memorial services. Great song. I don't want to knock the song at all, but it was Toby Keith, American Soldier. But after losing four people in your unit and playing it each time, it's, it's, it almost makes you like, oh, geesh at this again like this is so sad this is sad and um after the fourth person died walking away that day Jessica Covey said she had a great personality so she knew how to be a little sarcastic a little you know we all kind of have a morbid sense of humor at times and she said you guys if I die don't you play that song at my funeral. Don't you play that song at my memorial. Don't do it. Don't do it. And she said, you better play something like, damn, it feels good to be a gangster and throw my boots over the power lines. And so we didn't get to play, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. I was a little frowned upon too. We did play a correlation, a, a compilation of some songs that uh, we all chose that reminded us of her and we never got to throw her boots over the power line, but I did it. I did it on the cover of my book and um, I couldn't leave out the other four people that died. And so that meant the world to me and I dedicated the book to her. So the dedication page is my favorite page. Her nickname was Covster, Jessica Covey. We called her the Covster or we called her our number two, uh, long story there, but I put dedicated to the Covster, your boots will hang forever battle, much love, Buff, because that was my maiden name, Buffington. And so it meant a lot to me to, to take her request and, and now her boots really will hang forever. What an amazing and touching story. Um, I appreciate you for opening up and sharing that. And as you were, you were talking about that as well, uh, Nancy chimed in and uh, let me see. So Diane, first and foremost, that beautiful journey. And Nancy had to say, everyone should really know a service person. Let me make sure I read that right. Everyone should uh, really know a service person. The bond that exists in the military is very strong and unique. And I couldn't agree more because all different walks of life, you know, kind of thrown in together. Maybe it was in the National yeah. Guard. Maybe it was in boot camp or basic training, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, having to kind of merge in together and work as a team and come out the other side as one. Oh, yeah. And 
it, it's completely different. You know, you're not there for yourself. It, that's the true distinguishing uh, point of selfless service. You know, that was one yes. of the, the, the values that, you know, in the army that we speak of, you know, selfless service. And it, it truly is. And it, it's, it's about one another, the people that are, you know, to the left and right of you. And when you fail to remember that, that's when the issues are created. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. I really do. And if you guys are just jumping on uh, either live or in the middle of the podcast for some reason, uh, make sure that you go check out Jennifer Hobbs. She's a, an author of the book Calmed, Growth Through Trauma. And it's about the journey that uh, she and her husband had taken through the military, as well as growing from the, the aspect. And I would like to quickly talk about it. You don't have to talk about the whole entire book. But where does the growth from trauma, like what kind of uh, brought about that? Well, you know what? I think for all of us, when we are faced with struggle and trauma, we are given a choice. Like you can either, you know, struggle. Uh, this is another thing I read in the book I mentioned earlier, uh, Struggle Well, Thriving in the Aftermath of Trauma. Struggle is inevitable. We're all going to experience trouble, tr struggle. We all may not experience trauma, you know, fortunately, but a lot of us do. And it's not just in the form of combat trauma. Some ex people experience trauma very different, but gives you the same struggle and feelings that come from it. And so with that, you are faced with a life-changing decisions, basically, like you can either take it and, and use it to help mold and shape who you're going to be, learn from it, like have personal development and growth from it, acknowledge where you fall short, acknowledge where you could use some, some tweaking and, uh, you know, acknowledging what you're not so great at yet and acknowledging where your skills and your strengths are. Um, it's actually had, there was a, a study done where they, they, they took a lot of POWs from, I believe it was Vietnam. This is from that book as well. I'm telling you, I loved, I loved that book, uh, Struggle Well, Thriving in the Aftermath of Trauma. But there was a study that was done on POWs from Vietnam, I believe it was. I don't think it was World War II. It was Vietnam. And they found that those people, they compared the POWs to other soldiers who were not POWs. And they found that people who were POWs experienced uh, an increase of things in five areas of their life that the people that hadn't been POWs. And that was like, um, an increase in your spirituality, you know, just becoming more spiritual and like knowing that there's hope and having faith in something that makes sense, right? You've been through like this huge life-changing thing. So of course, people who have survived that, you know, might have more of a spiritual connection. Another thing was relationships with others, being able to be more present in the relationship and invest in the relationship 
again, makes so much sense there. Um, happy, you know, happiness and fulfillment with the things in life. And, um, two others, I won't sit here and try and think of, but that's where the growth comes in. You know, I, I know that this doesn't happen for everyone. I know that some people might choose to, um, I don't want to say wallow in the sorrow, but you do have a choice. You have a choice to sit there and just sit there and, and dwell on the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. That's a good thing, right? That's a good thing to say right there. The shouldas, what should I have done? The coulda, what I could have done. The woulda, like what I would have done. Like, no, it's done. It's over with. Let go of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and, and live every day of your life that you have left giving back to someone else. Okay. But before you can give back to someone else, you must find yourself first. And so that's where the growth comes in. And it's from the research, it shows that people that come from trauma can actually tend to be more, um, have more of an impact on people and, and, and experience even, even more growth from what they've been through. And this really hits home for me because a lot of what I speak about, I, I talked about the membership and first and foremost, I talk about forging life. And if you haven't heard the story, you know, you can see kind of the, the logo on the shirt here, you know, the sword down the middle with the wings, it's the strength, the inner strength creates the freedom in our, our life to be able to actually forge a life in our happiness. But the six key areas that I speak on that we, we talk about in everything we do, and I, I've said it offline, but, you know, the, the business or finances kind of uh -huh. coincide or, or career and finances, however you might want to see it, the relationship, it doesn't have to be uh -huh. you being in a relationship, husband, wife, or uh, wife, wife, or husband, husband, it doesn't matter, right? It's also friendships. That's a relationship. And uh, getting into the spirituality, just like you talked about, you know, the health and it all kind of coincides and you're hitting it dead on. And to quickly explain forging life, and that's why I love having you on as a guest, because you truly are driving this uh, mission home today. And forging life, if you guys, uh, when I was sitting there thinking about the name of this you know, coaching business, this podcast and the membership and everything that coincides, this whole uh, foundation. You know, I thought of life as a piece of metal, right? Us as a piece of metal that's stuck into a forge is burning hot that really just not melts, but it, it really heats up that piece of metal. And that metal is us. We go through these challenges. That's that forge. You get pulled out, you get beaten through these challenges. You're uh -huh. stuck back in to overcome. And then you're pulled back out you're beaten and you're you're literally forged into this beautiful masterpiece and then it becomes our life but a lot of people get stuck in the forge or the stuck in the beating and don't actually overcome that next step you're right there and that's why my mission coincides with people like you to share these stories of overcoming adapting and really just helping to bring awareness to somebody else's life. So thank you for that. Thank you. And, you know, I just want to add on that note, because <clears throat> there was a period of time in my life um, after Iraq where 
when it came to that statement of like everything in life happens for a reason, I had believed that most of my life. And then after Iraq, I really struggled with that. However, once I continued to um, work on myself over the years and seeing the incredible, beautiful things that have come from the trauma, I was then, you know, reminded that yes, everything does happen for a reason and our paths take us um, on these journeys that put us right where we should be. And with that being said, I I am so grateful for this opportunity and meeting you and making this connection and being able to just tap into you and your support and resources as well as I hope I will be for you, you know, as I was, you know, and as I told you before the call started being completely honest, as I was trying to get my story out there and launch uh, this initiative to want to help veterans and their families and launch my uh, uh, business outside of 12 years of teaching. I was looking into different podcasts where veterans are featured and I came across yours and read about it a little bit, listened to a couple of the podcasts and thought, this looks, this looks fantastic. This is, you know, on, on the same length wavelength of where I want to be. And so I then, you know, put in an application to want to be on here or interest. And then again, there it goes, there goes life showing me that I'm exactly where I should be because the things that you mentioned, as far as what your mission is with forging life and, and the things I've heard in your podcast is exactly what I want to do, who I want to be. Like I, you know, there's a reason why I stepped down after 12 years of teaching and, and took on the fear and gave up, you know, Oh, the pension that will come at the end. It's because that's not what my soul wants. Like I want to be able to help others and give back where my soul is calling me to be. And so to come in contact with other people that are on the same page as that, and, and they want to do the same thing. I'm then again, reminded of why I got to the point where I felt a hundred percent sure that this is what God's calling me to do. And I'm so grateful for that. I really do appreciate that. And I love it when people come in here and are completely aligned with ultimately the mission and not just the podcast, because the podcast has its own mission. And as, as I talked about, I started this podcast because Somebody couldn't afford the, the services of coaching. And I can't just help every single person for free because, you know, my family has to eat. You know, I, yeah. I, I can create a bigger impact as more money comes in because then sure. I can create different ways. And it, it really hurt the fact that I'm turning these people away. And I said, well, how can I solve this problem? And that was the first step. And I'll, I'll tell you, starting this podcast. And for those that are hanging out on Facebook or listening to this um, as a podcast, one of the things that uh, Jennifer's talking about doing as well as gracing us with her own podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit more offline about the podcast stuff. So if you're on the Facebook group, if you want to hang out and listen to that afterwards, um, I will keep that streaming. But um, and to be able to just provide that, that type of value and still continue my mission elsewhere was what truly um, made a difference. And I say this because it took a while to start gaining traction. It, 
took a while for me to feel like somebody was there listening. And then, you know, I might have one week, uh, you're sitting there, you're, you're have these podcast episodes coming out and you might have five downloads or you might have three and two of them are, are you listening to it just to hopefully get your ranking up more, you know? So it's just like, and that's the, the struggle I went through, but come to find out I had people reaching out and saying this episode really touched my life. You know, it, this episode is what helped me overcome homelessness. This episode here is what saved my life from suicide. So when you feel that somebody's not listening, they are. It might just take time. It may not be right here and right now for those that are hanging out on Facebook, you know, um, doing the live training. Maybe somebody's not seeing it right now. Doesn't mean that it didn't bring value. And same with books. You know, maybe you create this book and you're like, man, I'm going to become a best-selling. And I'm not saying that's what you did, but I'm going to become a best-selling author. And next thing you know, you might have 10 people that buys the book, right? They, they say, um, was it 70% of the, the books on Barnes and Nobles uh, don't even have more than 100 sales. And that, that's like crazy. So it's about it's creating that noise, creating and letting people know that, hey, I'm here. I'm here to help. So, and, and that's what we're doing right now with you, Jennifer, your book, your mission. And one of the things we're going to actually step away from, um, we're going to step away from the, the book aspect for those that are hanging out with us. And uh, we're going to actually jump into the next portion because you're making an impact elsewhere. And like you talked about, you were in the education system, you're making an impact into the community to help educate you know, these children, which is so much needed. And from there to be able to step away, can you kind of walk us through the process as to why first and foremost? <laughs> well, honestly, the why starts probably, well, probably before then, but seven years ago, um, as my husband and I had been back together. So you'll read in the book that, you know, it was kind of a hot mess. We had broke up for like five years. Um, uh, I have a bonus child from those five years when he had a child with someone else. And when we got back together and uh, I just started to become more enlightened of the trash he had been going through, struggling with um, following up on different everything appointments, surgeries, paying for medical bills, the expectations, uh, you know, the turn into collections because the VA didn't pay the remaining amount on the surgery. Um, I was getting so fired up and very passionate and, um, going through some of the appointments with him where, uh, people, you know, meeting a lot of higher ranking people and they'd always give their card. You let me know if you need any help. You let me know if you need any help. And I reached out to all those people seven years ago when I was extremely worked up about the, uh, something he was going through and nobody wrote me back. Nobody wrote me back. And I don't, I'm not even angry at them. You know, like clearly something is broken in the system, like, and maybe it's getting better now, but that's when I was like, this is not okay. This is one veteran 
when there's so many more and so many more families not getting what they need. And then I was like, how can I help veterans more? I want to help veterans more. And other than trying to become a politician, I couldn't think of how I could do that. And I did not want to become a politician. And so I just continued on the mission of teaching and got another master's degree. I have two master's degrees in teaching and I just continued to focus on what I had put in all my um, effort and time into up to this point and uh, just tried to uh, help veterans as much as I could in a couple of different non-for-profit organizations that I work with. And so it wasn't until I got back to writing this book a year, year and a half ago, that it just was reignited on um, how much I wanted to help veterans, you know, as I continue to have conversations, you know, when you write a book and then you publish it and people are like, oh, you really did publish a book. That's amazing. And then they start talking and people just like self-reflect out loud and tell you about their stories and their trauma. And it just, again, reminded me of why I really want to help that population more why I feel like we need people that are passionate about wanting to do that that are in those positions and so it took a lot of self-reflection and a lot of uh, uh, personal development to decide that you know I'm not stepping out of teaching because I think I'm about to make as much money as Stephen King, although that'd be pretty sweet, but that I'm, I'm, I'm able to do this and, and follow the passion that's been put on my heart to help where I feel like I can really help. And so that's really where, um, it, it was a work in progress to, and, and I finally, I just knew I took a lot of time to think about it. And then, and then I just knew, I just knew for sure. Yes, Jennifer, you are supposed to do this. And then, and then I followed it. I knew like, this is what's being put on my heart. This is what I'm supposed to do. And then, and then, and my spirituality has really grown over the last three years, I'd say. So I've really tapped a lot into that. And so as I followed what I was being put on my heart and being obedient to that, it was then that I was just reminded so much, not in the form of dollar bills, but in the form of other things that have shown me that, yes, thank you for being obedient, Jennifer. This is where you need to be. Uh, you know, one of the things that was just amazing hearing people, um, talk to me about how I have helped them that just reiterates again, like why I wanted to do this. And somebody, uh, reached out to me that lives, um, apparently they know my husband from years ago, but, um, they live in New York city. I live in Illinois. They live in New York and she said that there was somebody working, this is incredible. There was someone working on her yard, doing some yard work and they got to talking and he was a veteran and she could just tell that he was, he had some things built up. You know, she could tell he was a little, a little, you know, like not sheltered. I'm not sure what the word is. I'm looking, you know, just a little apprehensive to be emotional and vulnerable with her um, talking about it. And then she said, 
I turned around to go into the house and I got your book and I handed him your book and I told him that he should read it. And he looked at her and he said, I already read that. And I, and he said, it really, it really helped me a lot. And I was, I, I was just floored. Like I'm in Illinois. My book just published July 1st and some gentleman, I don't even know was just offered my book and, and it's not even about the book. It's about my mission, the word, the things that I want to do to help people like that reach someone all the way there. And I had always said, like, if, if I could just help one person, then, then job well done. And so there's that one person and I hope that I can help, uh, more, but aside from the book, as I continue on, I, um, I'm finding different outlets that I can help veterans uh, and their families. I feel like the best way to help veterans for little me, you know, just me helping veterans other than, you know, creating my own non-for-profit, which I'm very active in a couple other ones. I feel like the best way that I can help them is by helping their families. And so I've been putting together different resources, um, a 12-week wellness program, that I really can't wait to do and get in a community support system with them. I'm offering a, a one hour free workshop to give people a glimpse at that um, on October 7th. And so information like that is available on my Facebook at author Jennifer Hobbs or on Instagram at author Jennifer Hobbs. Would love for people to register with that by emailing me at jennifer at thejenniferhobbs.com so that together we can work together and have an impact on helping other people, you know, like getting to where we feel good enough to, to help other people get there. And then in the end, I really hope that those people help more people because that's what, what I've learned. I'm sure people have told me my whole life but now I'm starting to identify it a lot more that life is really about giving back and selfless service. And I didn't resign from teaching, you know, to make millions. I resigned from teaching to give back and help other people to where they feel the hope that I feel. And they know that, that you're incredible. And the things that you want to do, you think about, or you, or the self lies you tell yourself, like, let's get rid of all that. And let's remember just how much of a boss you are. Ooh, I love it. I'm sitting here uh, just soaking this in because honestly, it's like I said, it's about serving others. And it's that one person. And that one person has that ripple effect. It turns into the next person. That person turns into three and five. And, you know, it's just amazing how it kind of just unfolds and I had uh Nancy asked where in Illinois um Sullivan Illinois my hometown is Lincoln Illinois but I now live in Sullivan Illinois if you're familiar it's very popular for the little theater on the square but my hometown is Lincoln Illinois okay so hopefully that answers it Nancy I don't know if uh you have some some ties there uh, in regards to that section, but definitely answer that for you. So um, as you moving from 
basically the bigger picture in life, right? And for me, what I've noticed, it starts all about ourself. And slowly as we age, slowly as we become more aware, it becomes so much more about everybody else. And we start making those shifts. And being a husband is sole provider for the family. You know, why don't I step out of my nine to five job yet? And it's that financial security until everything is running exactly how I want it to be. And, you know, because that right now, it affords my wife can hang out at home uh, and not just hang out. She's very busy. So please don't take that the wrong way uh, if she ends up listening to this. But uh, she is very busy. Uh, but we have five children. And that in itself is a huge undertaking. And <laughs> I, I'm fortunate that I can Sorry, sit here and provide that to her. And being able to provide value, not only to her, not only to my kids, but creating this bigger picture, this bigger ripple effect that's going on. And it's just truly amazing to see. And even Nancy, she was saying it starts with one person. Absolutely Absolutely. right. So as we move from the, the teacher aspect into kind of what your vision is, now you have something else that's kind of going on. Can you tell us about how you want that impact? Like, what are you doing to work to create that impact? Does that make sense? Hopefully yeah. you're, you're picking up on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are a variety of things that I'm working on right now in order to um, help other people and just kind of get it out there. Like I mentioned with my wellness course, trying to uh, help the hidden heroes, the family, um, and friends of veterans, or even veterans who want to help other veterans and, um, maybe feel like they, you know, they could be a part of a support group that would help them to do that. In addition to that wellness course, um, and, and some speaking engagements that I'm working on and getting involved, I'm getting involved in some, uh, some peer support groups amongst veterans to uh, continue working on myself and to continue educating myself so I can be uh, the best pillar of support for other people. But my publishing team, Burning Soul Press, has also, um, they, they want to take me on to their team uh, to help veteran writers. Um, apparently I have, uh, inspired a lot of people to want to share their story and I'm glad that I have them. And I hope that other people's stories will continue to share, to, um, inspire other people to share their stories, whether you are a veteran or just, uh, a living being, we all have stories. We, as, as we mentioned before the call trade, we all have like a series of stories. And so you might not think that yours is important, but it, it actually is. People can relate to what you've been through. Somebody can relate to what you've been through. Somebody can learn. Somebody can just know that they're not alone in that and learn from you. And or just be inspired to put their story out there and in the end, like share it with other people and learn from them. And so I look forward to working with veteran writers and the family and friends of veterans and uh, just continuing to um, educate myself as 
best as I can so I could be a pillar of support for other people. I'm super, super stoked that I have been invited to uh, be in the Lone Survivor Foundation Women's Retreat, November 4th to the 8th. That is incredible. Like Marcus Luttrell's Lone Star, Lone Survivor Foundation puts on uh, men's retreats, women's retreats, co-ed retreats, couples retreats, and then even family retreats. And um, in an effort to not just educate myself more on uh, helping others, like I have to continue working on myself. Um, you know, I'm not perfect by any means. And so I'm super excited to go to this retreat for post-traumatic growth and, uh, to learn how to best, um, grow from my trauma and, uh, and then in the end, share that with other people. That is awesome. Hey, I'm so excited for you. And when is that? You said it's, uh... it's November 4th to the 8th. And so, and you guys, this just required me, like I was Googling as I'm trying to gather all kinds of different resources that I can tell people about, like you just, there's so much out there. There's retreats for individuals. There's retreats for families, the retreat for, um, couples. One of the ones that I just shared with, uh, one of the non-for-profits that I work with, there is, a an organization called outward bound. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. Okay. If you just Google outward bound, it is an amazing organization that offers uh, wilderness like training courses for us children uh that come from like struggle you know maybe having some behavior issues or just struggle in life but then they have programs that they offer for free for veterans even to the point to where they fly you out there and you get to spend you know four to seven days with other veterans doing a a variety of wilderness things whether it's canoeing kayaking i did the backpacking and uh rock uh, backpack, backpacking and mountain climbing in North Carolina. I know someone who's done the dog sledding one, like those connections with veterans is phenomenal. Um, I just in the last year tapped into wounded warrior project. Now I know some people might be like, Ooh, you know, I know it caught a lot of heat, uh, you know, years ago with some of the stuff going on, but I have been so impressed with the things that they are offering. And it just requires you to be a service connected veteran and it's free to be in the wounded warrior project. And they offer so much virtually. I've even done, I've done book studies where they've sent me uh, which hope, I think we're going to be doing one with my book, but they send you the book for free. You read it in advance and then they bring on the author and you ask them questions, have a discussion. I've done a painting class where they sent you all the paint supplies, the canvases, and then you get on this Zoom call and you go through the painting class. Um, I've done a peer group where it's just Midwest and it's as small as like seven people. And we all just talk about life what's going on and how we want to lose it and oh how we can get better at that so resources resources like but first you have to acknowledge this is where I need help 
this is what I need, like, and not even help necessarily. You don't have to say like, oh, I'm falling short here. I need help. But just know that like, we can always become even better. And by becoming better, like, um, maybe it makes you more comfortable to help tap into those people that feel the same way as you. Yeah. One of the things you said, resourcefulness. And the thing that I could sit here and just think of is Tony Robbins. I don't know if you follow him, but, Mm -hmm. uh, big motivational, big, uh, big time coach. Like he is like the one that really just made a pivot for the whole coaching industry. And he's been at this for like 40 years and just truly amazing. And uh, that's who I went through my coaching certification for. And one of the things he says, you don't have a problem about resources. You have a problem with resourcefulness because mm-hmm. the resources are out there everywhere. It's about finding the resources that you need, becoming resourceful enough to actually get out there and, and say, yes, here's this program. Here's how I can overcome this. Here's you know the answer to this. Right. So it's by asking those right questions and really getting them answered and moving forward. And what was that first program you said you were going to speak at? I wanted to actually look that up as well. Uh, the first case- one that I'm, it's, I'm not. I'm not speaking at it. I'm attending it as a veteran. Uh, and that is Lone Survivor Foundation. And the reason why I ask is because one of my big time uh, goals, uh, and it's actually bringing up like the movie and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's Lone yeah, Survivor. Well, I mean, because the movie is based on Marcus Luttrell and his Navy SEAL team. Um, if you look up, Lone Survivor Foundation. Um, it might be LoneSurvivorFoundation.org. It is actually. So okay. um, the reason why I asked this is because, like I said, we're bringing up resources at this point. And when I, I mean, your book is one of the resources. Yeah. Your program, your 12-week program is a resource people should yes. jump on to be able to actually start opening up that mindset. You know, and um the stuff that I have, the podcast, it's a resource. You know, my membership, my my group coaching, my you know one-on-one coaching, my uh, weekend uh, mastermind retreat. You know that that's all resources to be right. able to get you to that next step. And then, like your other podcasts that I've listened to, everyone is on a. A lot of people are on a mission with selfless service. They have things they want to offer to help people. And so I'm big on like, you can just put on your podcast while you get ready in the morning or while you're driving and holy cow, there you go. Someone's going to mention something that just might be perfect for what you are doing. So, um, you know, people say things like, oh, I don't have time to listen to podcasts, but Really, when you start looking at it, like, do you see how much laundry I have to fold? Boom, put on a podcast and I'm listening to it with my headphones in my ear. And then suddenly someone says something that um, is going to be perfect for what uh, is going to help me. Absolutely. And there was a, a study and I can't remember if it was like Jim Rohn, if it was somebody, but I'm very big into personal development, obviously, as well. And they talked about being in the car, right? On average, let's say, um, I can't remember what he said, but let's just base it off of an hour a day, which I know people are in, in their car more than more than that. You know, you're looking at, what, five hours a week that you could be gaining some type of knowledge to really open your awareness 
into something to be able to, to grow from. Yeah. And those five hours in the week, you know, times that by, you know, an entire year, how many hours do you have there? You know, it, just that small shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I started. I couldn't afford to do all the programs that I've done, the, the coaching programs, the, the course works that I've gone through, you know, the, I, I wouldn't be able to afford it. Yeah. I started at podcasts. I started at, at uh, YouTube. There's honestly, there's great information. It, not everything is true on YouTube, but uh, when you start understanding the right people to follow, you will gain that knowledge that is needed yes. and to start there. And uh, you know, so that being said, you know, the Lone Survivor Foundation, which you get to be a part of, um, I, I want to talk about somebody I've not had on this podcast, uh, Brian Gibson. He started Project Die Hard, and he's his mission. It's a nonprofit organization, and he's looking to house. Um, I want to say it was like twelve veterans and their families. It could be more uh, for up to a year. And he just opened this up and there's still a lot that he has to do, but you know, um, next year he wants me to come out and speak to them uh, there. I have another person who is actually a moderator for one of my groups, LJ. She has a bigger mission for veterans as well uh, to be able to kind of do stuff like uh, the Lone Survivor Foundation. And she wants me to come out there and, and speak to veterans out there. Um, so yeah. it's just, you know, once again, it's finding the resources you need, being resourceful and getting linked into these groups. Right. So thank you for allowing me to sit here and kind of ramble on and kind of thank uh, you. jump on the back of what you were speaking of, because it, it truly is important. And it's about getting this info out there. So. It is. Uh, with that being said, I know our time is getting limited. Is there any question you wish I would have brought up to you? And, uh, asked at this point hmm. no um I, I will piggyback I want to say something real quick that you just said that reminded me you know you said uh being resourceful and just like giving back to people in my devotion that I read today um it was talking about love and how um Love isn't exactly just like those mushy, gooey feelings. Like it's more, it's more than words. It's, it's uh, being there and meeting the needs of others and, and giving sacrifice. And, and I feel like you and I are on the same page. Like we, we have this love for giving back. And, um, and I think that's phenomenal. I'm so glad we've met. I'm so glad we've made this connection. And I hope that, uh, together and with other people through the love that we have for um, the purpose in life and helping other people that uh, we can be world changers. You're already in the process of doing that. And like we said, it's just that one, one person at a time. And when we start losing our vision and just that one person we're looking at impacting 500, a thousand, 10,000, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, yes, we have those goals. I want to be able to impact and I write them down every single day. But right. besides the fact that it starts with that one person each time, if we just look at that one person and change that one life, yeah, then eventually, like you said, that, that person that hands a book off to the next person, 
-hmm. it's just truly remarkable so it really is jennifer thank you for having me on here thank you so much absolutely it's my pleasure to to be able to open up the platform to amazing individuals like you and when you talked about your friends um celebration day october 6th i had to, i think that was it october 6th yep. right coffee I, day I like, so we like, call oh, it man. coffee day i was like is that falling on the the first uh, thursday of the the month because that's what we're going to do we're going to have that open discussion with all the podcast guests and actually it's going to be on the 7th so if you're hanging out listening to this right now uh make sure you mark your calendar for october 7th because uh, that is our next huge podcast mashup. And I started this, it, it came from Clubhouse, like where you could sit there and have all these different speakers up on stage and talking yeah. back and forth. And I was like, man, that'd be a great idea for the podcast. So I introduced it. And honestly, the, all the guests love to come back on and just kind of sit here and talk back and forth. Will you be able to grace us on October 7th? What time is that? Um, typically I try to keep it around seven o'clock. So if you can't make it, don't worry about it. Um, I would love to, but October 7th is that day where I'm doing that free one hour glimpse at my found workshop, uh, in hopes of getting other people to enroll in it. And it's at, uh, seven central time. Is yours central time? Eastern standard time. So Yours is seven Eastern. Correct. Okay. Then maybe I'll be able to do it for a little bit before mine. And hopefully everyone else, if it doesn't run over an hour, you could join me in my one hour uh, live workshop. Just simply uh, register by sending me an email at jennifer at the jenniferhobbs.com. But I also want to say, please, please, please uh, follow me on Facebook, uh, author Jennifer Hobbs and Instagram author Jennifer Hobbs. Uh, I really want to connect more with other people and uh, about the podcast that I want to start. It's going to involve reaching out to family and friends of veterans. And so um, together, we will help more people together. Yes, absolutely. And when we get off of here, if you have a quick moment, I would love for you to do your own personal live inside the Forging Life uh, podcast group just to introduce and say, hey, here I am, you know, this is what okay. we talked about. And then uh, let people know uh, about your upcoming event, your book, uh, anything else you'd like to have them connect with you about. Um, so that way it's a quick and easy. So for those that are listening on the podcast and not here live right now, can you give uh, one or two places you really want to direct them to get connected to you, whether that's your uh, website, is it uh, go check out the registration, um, what, whatever you would like to, to introduce into people's life. Well, I would definitely say going to my website, um, which is the jenniferhobbs.com sign up for my newsletter. Cause that will keep you in the know on things that are coming up, um, events and different, um, initiatives that I'm trying out and also highlighting, you know, other people on there. Um, so besides signing up for my newsletter, uh, I really just try to distribute information on both uh, my Facebook and Instagram author, Jennifer Hobbs. And I look forward to uh, connecting with more individuals. As a matter of fact, uh, tonight I am 
I really hope that you go and you push follow because I am putting up a video tonight. Tomorrow is POW, the um, National POW MIA Day. And every year as a teacher, I enjoy putting together the POW MIA table and teaching my students about that table and hope that people will put it up for Veterans Day. And so instead of being in the classroom this year and reading it to my students, I have read it to the world and I'll be sharing my YouTube video of uh, reading it. And so share it with your kids. You should read it if you haven't read it. It's phenomenal. And, um, but share it with your kids. Like I would love, I really want to see if some people set the table, take pictures of it and send them by email or comment in the comments. So I'm thrilled to, to see if some people do that. Wow, that's powerful. And that truly is anytime you see those tables just sitting there, it really, it, maybe it's just me, but when you understand what it's truly there for, it, it's touching. Yeah. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And I'll definitely hit the follow as well. I think I'm already following you anyways, but if not, I'll just double check. But um, yeah, so that being said, you guys, please make sure you go connect with Jennifer, check out her book that we talked about the uh, courses she has that's, that's going on and she's out there making a difference and that's what it's all about. So help another veteran out to, if maybe you don't want to read it, well, share it because somebody out there could definitely use the book. So that being said, I appreciate all of you being here. And um, for those that are listening to this right now, before we go ahead and sign off on Wednesday, um, let me see, make sure I got the date right. So if you're catching this as soon as it airs, I'm talking about Wednesday, September 22nd. That's our next membership group. And you can actually enroll into the membership right now, which we're talking about our goals and our intentions for the last quarter of 2021 and how you can make the most of it, live intentionally and truly start making a difference in your own life because that's exactly where it starts. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a part of that membership group, head over to www.forginglife.org forward slash intention setters. And that way you can partake in this next upcoming, which we do two trainings, two discussions, two group coachings each month. So that's the second and fourth Wednesday of every single month. And we are inviting you out to join that um, it, as you hear this, uh, right now. So that being said, Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. Thank you thank for you. sharing your wisdom, your general knowledge and your, your sacrifice to the country as a veteran. So thank you so much. Thank you. And, and good luck on the amazing mission that I feel like we have in common. Good job. Thank you so much. And as always, everybody live intentionally and make the rest of your day, the best of your day. for taking the time and listening to this podcast if you're enjoying the forging life podcast i ask you this take a moment and head over and rate this podcast if you're listening to it on itunes spotify or whatever platform you enjoy the most please just take a moment so that way it will help get this episode or episodes into the ears of somebody else and if you would like to join the discussion, 
make sure you head over to the Facebook page, Forging Life Podcast, and join us there. Thank you.